that the church family be in prayer with me this week as I would be out of town preaching revival and just ask God to, uh, to pour his spirit through me as we go and do that which God has laid on our hearts. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Ephesians chapter 1, reading out of the Amplified Bible. If you don't have that, it would be on the screen before you still. This is the fourth sermon in knowing who we are in Christ. Knowing who we are in Christ. Beginning reading in verse 1, and it reads as such in our hearing. Paul, an apostle, special messenger of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, by the divine will, the purpose, and the choice of God, to the saints, the the consecrated set-apart ones at Ephesus, who are also faithful, loyal, steadfast in Christ Jesus. May grace, that is God's unmerited favor, and spiritual peace, which means peace with God, harmony, unity, and undisturbedness, be yours from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. May blessing, that is praise, adulation, and eulogy, be the God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual that is given by the Holy Spirit, blessing in the heavenly realms. Amen. 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 Don't worry, I'm not going to get to verse 3. I'm still trying to work through verse 1. So, Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Transport us from 4809 Ravina to Heaven Boulevard. Allow there to be a pouring out of yourself through your word. Father, it's been awesome to be in your presence thus far. But don't allow the anointing, do not allow the manifestation of your presence to drop now. In fact, Lord, allow there to be an increase of of the manifestation of your presence so that your word can, can transform us. Lord, speak. Lord, speak. Even through this fragile, broken vessel, Lord, speak. Lord, do it in such a way that we would know that it's not from me, that it's from you. So, Lord, we need to hear a word from you. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord. Even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Somebody will ask, why do you think it's so essential for us to understand who we are in Christ. Have you seen what's going on around us? Have you watched the news lately? 
Don't you see the world is going crazy quickly? And no matter what, what government programs that they develop, regardless of, of how many priests are hired, re, regardless of what anybody else does, unless the power of God is seen and manifest in some way, we are in trouble, y'all. Let's, let's make it more personal. Have you walked down your street lately? And if you live in one of the, uh, uh, what we call our African-American community, you probably ain't walking too many places. <laughs> and even if you move to the suburbs, don't think that trouble won't find you there because... My, my, my brothers and sisters, I was at a funeral not too long ago, and one of the workers for serve stood up and said that this makes the 17th young person killed within the year. Since then, I know there have been two or three others killed that I know of. And some haven't even started yet. Listen, it's happening in our neighborhood where there's a church on every corner. I mean, it's not like we don't have enough churches. You go around the corner, down the street, around the corner, and there's a church, right? What, what's, what's, well, why is it that the power on the inside ain't affecting the neighborhood on the outside? Where is the disconnect between the power of Jesus getting up from the dead and us affecting the, the world around us? I, I, just, just think with me. I don't think that the disconnect is on God's part, do you? I, I, don't, I don't think that God has lost any power, do you? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Matter of fact, matter of fact he said who we are in him, that he has given us power to be his witnesses, that we're not doing this in our own strength. So, so what has happened to the church and the power that ought to be at least affecting in some area. I believe now, I may be wrong, I believe part of the problem is, is that we don't know who we are and whose we are. We are still living by our own nature, our, what our own nature tells we who we are. And, and regardless of how much power we have, if our faith don't activate the power within us, and then the power remains inside without being tapped into. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Listen. We just don't need power to affect somebody. We need power just to make it through the mess we go through. Just, just, just to, hold on, hold on. Listen, 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 listen. 
You're going to go through mess. But you don't have to act, you have to act like, a, like you're going through mess. There's an attitude that you ought to have even in your trouble that defies that defies logic to the place the world can't figure out why you keep on acting like you got everything going on and they know you going through all that. To the place folks see a power in your life that they can't put their finger on, that there has to be a supernatural something that is holding you because there's no way you can hold on to your, to your sensibilities with all the hell you going through. And they look at you waiting for you to crack up. And instead of cracking up, you keep rising higher. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm not talking nonsense. That's who we are. Whether we have tapped into that ability that is ours, that, are, that is given. Okay. Why is it, then, where is the disconnect between what we live and tapping into the power that we have? Good question. The same faith that saved you, you have to take that faith and apply it to the promises he gives that is there for you in your salvation. There has to be an agreement between what you believe and what God has done. Hold on. In our spirit is done. But in order for me to tap into that resource that is in my spirit, I have to take the word and say, Lord, you said this. I believe. God says, you believe? I believe. In spite of what you're going through, I believe. In spite of what you're feeling, I believe. Things just got worse, I believe. Matter of fact, the devil's hitting you awfully hard, I believe. You don't see no change yet, I believe. Hold on, is anybody living what I'm talking about? Is, is there anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? You haven't seen nothing yet. But something on the inside, wait a minute, I know my change is coming. We live, we walk by faith in all of his word. Listen, after you save, you have to activate faith. Listen, folks won't understand when you walk in faith. Folks would think you crazy when you walk in faith. Folks think you ought to be rubbing your hands together, sweating, worrying about everything. 
and you still got a smile saying hallelujah, and folks will look at you and say, what? You done lost your mind, haven't you? And the truth of the matter is, if you wasn't trusting God, you would lose your mind. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Some of us is going through so much H-E-L-L that if we didn't walk by faith, we couldn't walk at all. The weight of the situation will weigh you down. The, some of, the only way you get up in the morning is by faith. Because if you allow your feelings to take over, you will lay there and lay there and lay there some more and lay Matter of fact, things can get so hard, you can tell like, I quit. Let me get off. Let, let me stop, right? But you know what? Faith makes you get up. Fix yourself up. Draw out your house like you got it all going on and you know what you facing and you say, Lord, I placed it in your hands. I can't do nothing about it. I refuse to worry about it. I put worry don't change a thing. Listen, 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 listen. We cannot allow the devil to steal from us what God gave us. That scripture said, he said, he has given us peace. I mean, I mean, I mean, listen, not, not peace because your circumstance is okay. Peace with, in the midst of all that's going on, you can still keep your composure. to sleep at night. Hey, ain't nothing changed. You don't see that? But they say, now the Lord to lay me down to sleep. My soul to keep. Listen, listen. People would think you crazy when you don't act like they're acting knowing what you're going through. But when you have given it to God, you don't have to keep putting your finger in it. We're either going to trust him or we're not. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about normal stuff. I'm talking about living in a supernatural way. Where in spite of what you're going through, listen, the folks that are worrying you, when you done stressed out and stroked out because you done stressed out, when they looking over your casket, they still gonna be acting crazy. Done stressed out till you stroke out, till you were just out. And then they gonna be acting even more crazy. You might as well go ahead do what you're supposed to do for the Lord. Turn them over to Jesus, because he's the only one that can change the situation. Even if you got to love folks from a distance, you keep your distance, and God will, while you are praying here, God is working over there. And you're trusting God for what you can.
can't see. I'm just using this piece as one example. But it works in all elements of us walking in what God has given us. You don't let folks who mean you no good is steal your joy. The world didn't give it. And it shouldn't be able to take it away. Hold on. It cost you too much to learn how to walk in joy. Listen. And on the surface, don't look like you have nothing to be joyful about. But on the inside, you say, I know I'm covered. I know I'm covered. I don't know if you know you're covered out, but I'm covered. You know what I love about it? When God covers you, he covers you from that piece of hair that's sticking up out of place until that, that toenail that's too long and it's hurting your foot in your shoe. I mean, listen, the hair is covered and the toe is covered, the toenail is covered, and everything in between covered, covered, covered. I just want to know, is there anybody in the house covered today? Is there anybody how you know you covered? What are you doing? I am preaching words of faith to activate something in your spirit. I'm speaking words of truth that you're going to have to hold on to and all week long preach it and, and say it to yourself because we're living in a fallen world full of fallen people with fallen situations with a fallen devil that is fighting 24-7 to stop you from walking in what God wants you to walk in. The devil don't want folks to see Christ in you. Let's say that again. The devil don't want folks to see Christ in you. So he makes it a point so that they get up under your skin that steal from you what you're supposed to be walking in. This battle, if our spirit is safe, the devil can't touch that. But where the battlefield is, is in our by Proverbs 23. It says, as a person thinks, allow me to work through this. As a person believes, whether what they believe or not is true or not, they will play that out. Okay, let's, let's, let's go back. Let's think about that. Even if it's not true, if you believe it, you will be it. Yes, sir. Listen, faith works 
in a negative standpoint or a positive standpoint? What you mean by that? If you believe a lie long enough, that lie is true to you. Listen, it's a lie. But if you believe it, it will hold you in its grips and won't let you go. And the truth of the matter is, all of us are coming out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's why John 8, 38, 38 tells us, he says, and the truth shall set you free. Listen, the more truth you have, the more freedom you have. It behooves us to build every day upon the truth of God. And as we learn who we are, you begin to walk in the power that is yours. You can be a Christian as long as you want to be, but that does not mean you have walked in victory in every area in your life. We're learning. Matter of fact, there's some areas that we are in bondage and we don't even know we're in bondage. You know, you know hold on, hold on. It's a bad thing to be in bondage and don't even know. But the truth of the matter is, you don't know what bondage is until you see the truth. The comparison of truth and lie shows you how off the lie is. And until the truth is revealed, you don't even know you're living in a lie. If, if, we, if we was to block all the windows, cut off all the lights, and there's absolutely no light in here, many folks would sit in their seat because they can't find their way out. Amen. Okay, y'all yeah, don't get that. Let me, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. In the man's bathroom, there is no window. So if you are in there, when the timer goes out, it is completely dark. Well, what happened is we switched bathrooms. That used to be y'all bathroom. Now y'all got the one with the light in it. So now what happens is if you're not familiar with that bathroom, you can't see a thing. Okay, let's go now. Y'all ain't with me. <laughs> if you've been down south and you go out there at night, you can't even see your hand in front of your face to the place you get scared. Did you know in a spiritual way it can be that dark and darker? And until you begin to turn on the light, you can't see 
what is around you can't see truth around you that's when he says and the truth will set you free because the truth turns on the lights so that you can see and distinguish what is really going on Did you know that whatever you're allowed to be planted in you uh-huh. will grow? Yes, yes, Bad and good. Yes, Fruit is going to come up from whatever we allow to stay in us. Oh, yes, you don't believe me? Okay, Romans 8 and 6. Watch this verse. Romans, how about Raider? I think it's, yeah, I think it's eight and six. Let's see. I might be, yeah, eight and six. I, I knew I was right. There we go. For the most, notice what he said. The mind, why? Because the mind is the battlefield. That's where he is aiming at. Let me ask you, what's on your mind? Let me show you something. Right now, I just said what's on your mind, and you didn't even hear me say that. Somebody didn't. You know why? Satan is distracting you from the message because he wants to keep control of your mind. Look what he said. He said, your mind set. He said, what is your mind set to? What is the frequency that you are receiving? He said, if it's set on the things of the flesh or of this world, he said, the, the product of that, the end result of that is what? Listen, the devil is trying to steal from you what God has given you. Let, 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 me, let me, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Let me show you. Have you ever met somebody that was growing in the Lord, and they may be older Christian, younger Christian, whatever, but they hit a roadblock. They allow something to come up, whether it's unforgiveness or something. And you've been watching them, and it was growing by leaps and bounds. But until they hit that area, they came to a momentary stop. No, no, that's what I said. A momentary stop. Okay? And God is working with them to deal with that. But if you don't deal with it, and you, listen, since you can't move forward, guess what begins to happen? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you're right. That is the scary thing. You're moving backwards and you don't see it. Mark 4, 24 says, you won't see that up on the screen. He says, he says, unless you do what you need to do with that which, unless you appreciate the measure that has been given to you, unless you value the, the measure that has been given to you, even that which you have will be taken from Unless you begin to walk in the light that's been given to you, unless you deal with the knowledge that's been given to you, even that which you have will now begin to gradually be taken away from 
brothers and sisters, we either moving forward or backwards. Listen. We got to make sure if we go back, our mindset is mine on the things of God because when you got God's word on your mind, it does something in your spirit. We have a part to play in the setting of part of our lives. We got a part to play in God moving us from one level to the next level. Yes, the Holy Spirit is going to do his job, but you and I got to, got to give him something to work with. I mean, I mean, hey, hold on, wait a minute. If, if you yield yourself and allow God to get a hold of your mind, I'll guarantee you that God will begin to progress you in a walk. You'll start seeing more Jesus than you ever seen before. Listen, it just don't mean reading. It means that when God shows you something about yourself, let him deal with you. Psalms, Psalms, Psalms 1, Psalms 1, Psalms 1, verse 1. I'm trying to hurry, get us out of here. Don't have much longer to go through this. Look what he says. You have to guard, how can I say this? You have to guard your spirit. We make a choice between whether we're going to walk in the natural or walk in the spirit. We make a choice whether we're going to walk in the body in the presence of God or walk in the flesh. Listen. And just saying I'm emotional is not enough. Because the truth is greater than the emotional. At some point, you come out of what God has given you, what, what has happened to you, and say, God, how can I? Hold on. Listen to this. The more you've been through, the greater your shout out to be. And the more you need to be more determined to overcome by his word, because God kept you, what would have destroyed other folks? Y'all didn't hear that. Y'all didn't hear that. that. Listen. The more mess you had had to come through, the higher your praise ought to be. That you got a testimony. Do you know what God kept me through? Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I no longer is walking in the ill effect of what used to hinder me. I now have made up my mind that what, what, what held me in the past won't hold me now. I'm not allowing my emotions to control me, but I'm going to allow the word to stabilize me because God kept me so I can help some. Listen, listen, listen. You can be whole in spite of. Now, I didn't hear that. You can be whole in Jesus in spite of because our healing comes from him. 
Hey, listen, listen. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the council. Listen, listen what it says. Do not listen to everybody. Amen. Some of us have been listening to the wrong folks for too long. You can't let everybody talk to you. There's some folks that don't know what they're talking about. And if they're not talking the word, guess what? He said, wait a minute. Blessed the man who does not. Listen, listen. First you listening, but after you listening, listen turns into walking in it. What is that? To listen to it because it's canceled. But if you listen long enough, you begin to walk in it. Don't ever think that you can hear everything and think it won't affect you. The devil is a patient devil. He don't care how long it takes to make you fall. He'll keep on working that thing. He's been working on... He don't care if it takes 20 years... But, 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 but he will wait on what he planted. And if you don't uproot that thing, 20 years will go by, and when you're on top of the ladder, Satan will pull the ladder from up under you, and everybody watch you fall, something that God tried to get you to take care of 20 years ago. It's going on. Nor stand in the path and say, don't even watch folks do evil. How can I say that? You know, you don't have to be a partaker, but just watching. Yes, sir. Notice how he moved from hearing to now watching. Because being a path man, he said, oh, you know y'all shouldn't do that. But you constantly sit among them and watch them. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, you enjoy the company. We have, we're having a good time, ain't y'all? I ain't smoking the reefer, but... I smoke. Still, still riding the car with him. You know what I just, matter of fact, you know what I did? I, sm- I, I took a sniff of the smoke mm-hmm. off your. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds like that's some good stuff. Sounds I remember good. when I used to. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what? I keep, before long, matter of fact, I'm giving somebody a shotgun. Shotgun! In case you don't know what that means. That's me when you turn it inside out and you got the fire in your mouth, and you blow it into the other person, shotgun. Don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about, y'all. Don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Come on, brother, brother, bro. <laughs> Okay, let's, let's go on. <laughs> Not sit in the seat of scoffer. Know what this means? Folks sitting around talking about other folks. Negative, critical spirit about everything and everybody. Notice what it said. You actually sitting in the seat, which means you're doing it. You know what this is saying? 
This started off as seeds also. And now it's manifesting itself in our lives because we, we allow the seed to grow. Listen. It is natural and spiritual law that seeds grow. Whatever we allow to dominate our thinking will grow into a fruit. Good, bad, it works in both areas. Satan uses the same principles that God uses because he's a copycatter. You don't have to allow the thoughts to stay there. We can control our thinking. Philippians chapter 4 says, think on these things, things of virtue, things that are good, things that are praiseworthy. Think on the things that are worth something. Why? Because whenever you allow Satan to dominate your thinking, if he keeps staying there, he's planting something. And when seed is planted, Next, well, thank you. I didn't know I gave you that. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to Psalms 1. Let's finish this up. Psalms 1, um, verse 3. I want y'all to see it. Psalms 1, verse 3. I think I gave it to you. There you go. Okay, listen. He says, but the person who wants to grow in the Lord, his delight is in the law. Just, that just means the word. The counsel, the word of God. And in his word, he meditates there. Now, that means that you have to feed your spirit. Amen. Amen. It will produce if you feed it. And when we feed ourselves, whether it's bad or good, it will grow. It's the principle of the seed. The seed, once it's in the ground, God calls the rain to fall. Let's see where I want to go. Isaiah 55. Yeah. Then we're almost out of here. I'm almost through. Isaiah 55 and 10. And Isaiah, what he says is he says that I cause the rain. I cause the snow. I cause it to water the ground where the seed has been planted. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return without watering the earth, and listen what it says, and it maketh. You know, how can I say? 
Unless I apply force to that towel, it will not move. It won't move. All right. Mm-hmm. Let me prove it. Move, towel. Come here, towel. I'm willing that towel to come to me right now. And guess what? It ain't moving. Why? That which is at rest wants to remain at rest until a greater force acts upon it and makes it move. You know why it's so hard to change? Because that which you have learned is a default. And, 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 and as long as you leave it like it is and don't make it change, it will not change. I don't care how much you say you're going to change unless you apply some work to change. You can talk about change all you want to. You are not going to change. There has to be something that acts upon my thinking that I believe the truth above my experience. Your experience is not the truth. Your experience of what happened to you, and as you interpret it, you think you came upon the truth. No, that's your interpretation. Now, the word of God is the truth. In order for me to get that child to come to me, I got to reach out, apply some pressure, and make it come to me. What he says is, he says, when my word water the seed that is in you, it will make Listen, the shell of the sea don't want to let the sea go. But let enough water get up in that sea. Let, let, let enough word get in your spirit. And the very thing that the devil said you can't overcome. Uh, y'all don't hear me. The devil gonna fight you tooth, nail, and skin to keep you where you are. But wait a minute. The devil is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Listen, if it takes five years, seven years to overcome some stuff, you keep on telling the devil, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You got to put enough word in you into the spirit in you that I think I feel some faith up in here. Why? Because faith put pressure on the shell of the seed. Listen. On the inner seed, it begins to swell up within that cabin until there is a battle going on that the outer shell don't want to let go of the pressure of the inner sea. But sooner or later, something gonna go. Sooner or later, if you keep on pouring some word on yourself, something gonna go. Sooner or later, some more water, some more snow, some more water, something's going to go sooner or later. 
If you keep on praising him, you keep on praying, you keep on praying the word, you keep on trusting him, you keep on holding on, sooner or later, something in your life is going to go. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go back to Psalms 1. Hold on. Preacher, I've been doing everything you said and nothing has changed. Have you ever heard of seasons? Did you know, not only do God cooperate and see and reaping, sowing and reaping, he operates in seasons. Oh, you don't believe me. Well, 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 look at it. It says, it says, it says, it says, it says, if you meditate, you shall be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Huh? Huh? Hold on, hold on. You know, you mad because the sister next to you getting more blessed than you getting. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Folks that they've been doing as much as you doing and trying to and reading all that, and, and they're talking about hallelujah, how God has made a change in their life. And you've been doing what you're doing faithfully for a long time, and nothing seen. Matter of fact, it done got worse. Have you ever heard of seasons? Hold on, hold on. You know why you ought to keep on doing what you're doing? Even though the folks you're doing it for don't deserve it, don't appreciate it, don't acknowledge it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all don't hear me. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know why you ought to keep on loving folks when they're not treating you right? You, you know why? You know, you know, you know why? You know why you ought to keep on doing what God has you to do? And it seems like that nothing is changing for. I know y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I know. But, but you know what? Hold on. You got to get to the place that we're not doing it for folks. We're doing it for the Lord. That this is an offering. This is a faith walk with him. And the Lord will. The, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Lord will pay. Hold on, let's say that again. The Lord will pay. Let's do that again. The Lord will pay. Hold on. You got to get to the place. You don't expect stuff from folks that ain't going to give you nothing. But you're not expecting anything from them anyway. You trust in the Lord. You're trying. Okay, well, why haven't it happened yet? Because it's not your season. Huh? Not your season. Not yet. Wait a minute, wait a minute, let's read that. Which yields its fruit in its, in your season. Hold on, does it say maybe? Does it say sometimes? Is the Lord faithful? Is he always going to pay? So hold on. So you ought to keep doing what you ought to do even when it's not your season. So when it becomes your season, you got a whole lot of fruit to eat from. 
hold on, 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 because if you quit doing it while it's not your season, why do you think you're going to get something when, you know what's the saddest thing in the world? You quit before your season. So now you don't have no fruit when your season comes. And because you're supposed to plant seeds while it wasn't your season so that you can, so that you can feast when it's your season. But if you quit before it's your season because you didn't trust God, because you don't have faith, it doesn't produce. But, be, but faith makes you keep doing what you're supposed to do. Even when you don't feel like doing it, you're doing it because you trust the Lord, knowing that your season is going to come. And you're waiting on the Lord with expectation that when your season comes, you're going to get blessed. But if you quit, I'm so glad God don't forget the work that you do. I'm so glad when other folks don't notice, God sees everything. I'm so glad that God controls and the whole world is in his hands. I'm so glad that God's word is true and you can stand on his word. I'm so glad that God's going to pay after a while. I'm so glad that you may be going through a drought right now. But hold on. Hold on. A change is going to come. I don't know when. I don't know how. But God is not through blessing you. Wait till your season. Wait till your season comes. Listen. Then we're going home. Why does he allow us to go through droughts? Break it, boy. Break it, son. Did you know that the underworking of the roots is even greater than the working of the branches? And the tree has a unique ability that when it gets dry, it presses down deeper. It begins to seek water. And the deeper the roots, the stronger the tree. Listen. The upper part of the tree is exposed to the elements. So the upper part of the tree is going to get rained on, going to get stormed on, the wind is going to blow it, trouble going to come its way. Now hold on. The strength of the tree is not in the branches. There's some good looking trees whose roots don't have no death. And as soon as the wind blows, it blows the tree down. But there's some trees whose roots don't went down. I want to know today, 
Are you rooted? Are you anchored in Jesus? Have you been through some stuff? And the stuff you've been through that made you dig deeper. Now you done got to the place you love the word. You done got to the place you love spending time with Jesus. You done got to the place you don't have to wait till you get to church to get your praise on. You'll get your praise on all, all the time. The word is your, is your everyday meal. You done got to the place that you can't help it. You are falling in love with Jesus and you don't care what nobody has to say about it. He's the best thing. He's the best thing. He's the best thing. He's the best thing. He's the very best thing that ever happened to you and you don't mind shouting about it. You up sometimes, you're down sometimes, but you know how to call on the name of Jesus. There's something, there's something about the name of Jesus that makes everything okay. Oh, he's good. Right now, he's good. In the midst of, he's good. So when trouble comes, when trouble comes, and you feel like throwing in the towel, you start saying, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jeremiah said, it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. It's in me. I can't help myself. I feel like I'm on fire. Glory, hallelujah. He got a hold of me. Glory, hallelujah. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Help myself. Anchor. Rooted. In Jesus. And in the word. Of God. It will hold you. It will hold you. It will hold you. You don't have to lose your mind. You don't have to lose your peace. You don't have to worry about everything under the sun. Jesus, 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 Jesus. If you're here today, this awesome, this wonderful Jesus would have made himself.